Welcome to Cannabis Investing Newsletter. I'm D.H. Taylor. Today I want to look at Tilt Holdings. Tilt was actually one of my top picks when I first launched the website about seven and a half months ago. There's some metrics in there that I really like. Unfortunately, there were some other metrics that I didn't feel like they were quite there. Felt a little sluggish, so I pulled back on a little bit. Now, we're starting to see some revenue growth rates. They're getting there. Plus, they've got a lot of future developments. What I wanted to look at today was the core business what they've got now. I don't want to look forward into what they're developing out in Massachusetts and other states and things like that. I want to look at what they have right now and look at an organic growth, what they could be based on what they've got going. Given that, there's some upside, a lot of upside. I'm not sure quite yet if I'm going to throw tilt back into my top picks. I want to see a couple more things. Nonetheless, if this company pushes forward with what they're doing, They've got a lot of upside potential. Let's jump in the computer. I'll show you what I'm looking at. First time stopping by the website and the YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Uh, what I do here, I'm looking at about 350 different companies. I've got about 100 up on the site that I'm on a regular basis looking at. And we're breaking them down. I'm only focused on cannabis stocks. Not click du jour, but where we could be in the future. Um, what I want to do is look at something, a term called marginal profits. And what happens is you get some fixed costs, you get some variable costs within a, a company's financials. As they continue to increase more and more, adding one more unit to their uh, sales and things like this, it trickles down differently as you get more and more units moving through the system. Because of marginal profits, it makes it a little difficult to kind of project. You can't just use a linear um, formula to figure out what's going to happen next. So this makes it kind of interesting. And what I do is I project forward using variables um, increasing with uh, gross margins and um, other fixed costs such as, well, operating costs. But with the operating costs with these guys, they're pretty flatlined. So we are going to talk a little bit about marginal profits, and you're going to see how that works out. Tilt Holdings, uh, TLLTF down here in the United States, $120 million market capitalization. Not very big, but decent company. 326 million shares outstanding, 52-week high, about 75 cents and about 20 cents on the low side. It's trading about, what, 36 cents right now, so it's kind of right in the middle. Whereas other cannabis stocks have seen some up and down recently, um, Tilt's kind of maintain a steady number there and that's interesting to me uh, i don't see really any buying or selling it's just sort of there comparisons if you've not been to my site before and i say this now because over the past um say 28 days i look at my 28 day numbers on my metrics and things like this uh, i'm seeing big surges about 15 to 20 percent growth which is nice because if that means there's interest in cannabis that translates into something so i don't know if i'm just becoming slightly more popular within youtube and things like this or if more people are getting interested not sure nonetheless it's a metric so sorry missed this if you've not been to my website before i compare all 100 companies stack them up you can sift through go to my website look at this particular page and you can sift through and ask the question how does that particular cannabis stock 
match up with everything else. Given that, you have the ability to um, really see who the better players are and who's growing faster, who's making more money, things like this. Those are important things to know. Uh, number 31, market capitalization of $120 million. Um, You know, that's in the top third. You know, you get a lot of companies that aren't even in double-digit millions. So, nonetheless, decent-sized company there. Number 53, revenue growth rate. They're starting to get some revenue. They just printed, what, about $48 million or something like that, and it was a record number for them, 3.2%. Uh, and out of the 100 stocks I have, mind you, half of them are very small. The other half, some of them are multi-billion dollar companies. All right, so you can kind of look at it from that perspective. Those companies, on a quarterly basis, we've seen a 7.5% quarter-over-quarter revenue growth rate. And I'm going to use that number in a minute, so we'll talk about that for a second. So these guys are pretty much right there. I think there's going to be some solid organic growth. They do have projects out in the future. I'm not really looking at those right now. I want to look at the organic side of what's going on here. Uh, gross margins. Right there, about 30.2%. This is kind of the sticking point for me. I'd like to see more of this. But if they continue to see revenue going through the system, their fixed costs, rent on buildings and places like this, those numbers are already being paid for. So any new revenue that we see going through will provide marginal profits, and it'll trickle downward to the bottom line. Operating efficiencies. Number 10, top 10 company right here. Uh, this is probably the metric that I looked at and I said, wow, okay, this is a company that uh, is really cost conscious. Their revenue isn't quite there yet to get to gross margins where they need to be. But if you compile this and you look at it from that perspective, they're doing very well. They are expanding. They will get more costs. But their existing infrastructure will see more revenue gains. So given those two kind of balance, it's, it's going to work out positively. EBITDA to revenue. 9.9% .9 on uh, the EBITDA to revenue rate puts them in number 21. Decent. Top 20%. Um, if they continue to see revenue growth rates, gross margins will improve. As gross margins improve, EBITDA gets better and better. So this is sort of a launching place at number 21 where they could push up to, say, 15, 10. Here's something I'm not exactly thrilled to death with. Number 79, cash to debt ratio, 6.1%. They need cash. They have about $9.1 million in cash right now. They just burnt through about $4 million, 4 4.1, 4.2, something like that. They need cash quickly. That might be dilutive, but a company like this probably has access to markets or players that are going to be a little different. Finally, number 12, total assets, $279 million. Uh, they have total assets of $279 million, but a market capitalization of $120 million. Kind of do the math on that one. They're, from a book value, they are slightly below where they could be from a stock price. Here's their revenue growth rate, uh, or their revenue. $48.5 was the last 46th 
quarter before that, 42, and about 40 the quarter before that. So progressively over the past four quarters, they've seen some revenue increases. Um, it was kind. It's kind of been flatline over the past, you know, I don't know, two, four, six, seven quarters, and then finally they just broke through. So revenue. Mind you, 7.5% is the quarter-over-quarter quarter growth rate for all cannabis stocks. Over the course of uh, last quarter, I think it was like 6 point, no, 8.2 the quarter before. Given that, if we add in on an organic basis what they've got right now, 7.5%, then another 7.5%, then another 7.5%. If we take this six quarters out, these guys have revenue, which would be Q4 2022. These guys have revenue of $75 million, which is about a 50% increase. That's important. That's significant. Because as that revenue continues to increase and continually moving higher and higher, Gross margins will continue to improve. Gross margins are not sort of set. Mind you, as I said, the rent on the building, that's the same. That's a fixed cost. But you have variable costs, labor, uh, electricity, water for growing products, things like this, packaging. These are variable costs. As you sell more, those costs will increase. So it's kind of a hybrid mix. But the fact that they're already barely a bit to profitable and we're probably going to see significant revenue growth with their core business right now excluding what they will have in the future from other developments massachusetts and other places like this their gross margins will most likely improve i looked at the projection and i asked the question what if they hit 50% over the next six quarters? All right. If they hit $75 million in revenue with 50% gross margins, 50% is kind of low. Your best companies are hitting, say, between 60 and 65%. But these guys have already shown that they're going to be quite competitive in their metrics. They are at number one of the top 10 companies when it comes to operating efficiencies. So although I've used 50%, I believe that is ultra conservative. At the same time, I have also kind of not looked at their future potential. No need to right now. We've got this core business. As they grow, that's just more. It will be more cost up front as they float this and build that business. But at the eventuality is there's going to be more revenue and profits down the road. Gross margins, as you can see, not exactly stellar, 30.3%. Uh, they were just slightly above that the quarter before, 25.8% the quarter prior to that, and then 46.5% the qu quarter before that. So they've kind of seen some variability there. There's not a lot of consistency. You know, they're only pushing through about $50 million a quarter right now. As this pushes forward, bigger numbers will mean more consistency, and that's important because you want to have a reasonable kind of idea of what they're going to print quarter after quarter after quarter so when we see consistent numbers you can reasonably assume what's going to happen next because you can continually see these consistent numbers
operating efficiencies at 30.9%. That's slightly up from 28% before. They had a one-off quarter the previous quarter at 117.5%. That You'll see that trickle through down to EBITDA and other places. Uh, those were operational costs, one-off, not part of the normal course of business. We can sort of kind of move beyond that. But it's also consistent within cannabis. These companies are all moving forward. They're all kind of growing. They're all seeing sort of one-off costs here and there. And But at the same time, some of these companies also see one-off profits here and there. We tend to see more costs than profits, though. But moving forward, um, top number 10, top 10 out of 100. This is, this is excellent. You want, for those who don't quite understand this metric, you want the lowest possible number here, whereas in gross margins, you want the highest possible number. EBITDA, for all intents and purposes of the past four quarters, they've been EBITDA profitable. However, two quarters ago, as they had that one-off cost, it clearly affected their EBITDA position. Every new business is trying to strive to hit EBITDA profitability uh, after they sell their first product. All right. This metric, once you hit that, you've paid for your core business the buildings, the rent, the you know, the cost of goods, things like this, labor, electricity, all those things, management, all those core concepts of the business are paid for with the volume you have going through. Now all you have to do is scale up. Given that, Tilt Holdings is in a position where if they continue to scale up, this will trickle downward to the bottom line and it will do so positively. So I looked at, and here's net earnings, negative four for the quarter. Previous to that, they've the past five quarters have been negative. Of course, that one-off really looks ugly there if you're looking at this chart. What I did was I looked at a basic question. All right. If they continue to see revenue increases with their core business and they move from 50 to 75 million over the course of the next six quarters and they hit 50% gross margins, that's $37.5 million in gross profits. Their operating efficiencies are fairly solid at 30%. So we can you know, the 50% in gross costs, 30% in, in operating costs, you're looking at 80% right there. Given that, continuing costs, the third section in the financial statements, usually 10 to 11%, let's call it 10 for ease of math. So you're looking at 90% of that revenue of the 75 million going towards costs. Mind you, I used 50%, could hit 55, could hit 57. 60%, something like that. But if you do that, at $7.5 million, which is 10%, remaining for net earnings, you're looking at net earnings of positive $7.5 million. There's 326 million shares. That's about 2.5 cents earnings per share six quarters from now. So then, at that point, Tilt Holdings starts a revenue run rate where... They're going beyond the 75 million in six quarters. 
maybe they hit 85 million maybe they hit 90 million uh so that 2023 you know you're probably looking at about three to four hundred maybe 450 million dollars in revenue and they're getting some 10 percent in net earnings 326 million shares this is going to add up quite nicely from this perspective but there's a little caveat let's move forward and i can show you what i've already mentioned it's kind of a sticking point for me here's total equity roughly 280 million they've been stuck here the past three quarters they were about 380 million the quarter before that they've really been kind of flat here management's job is to continually increase assets by doing so they are continually increasing the ability to create revenue and profits these guys outside of the hundred million dollar uh, drop they saw about three quarters ago have been largely flat they'll get there they're create they're they're launching new product developments and things like this entering new states they are going to get there with this this isn't a huge deal to me but what is Here's cash to debt ratio, 6.1%, 6%, 5%, about 3% the quarter before that. They need cash. Bottom line, they've got about 9 million bucks. They just burnt through 4.1 million. That's two quarters. They need the ability to fund operations over the course of the next six quarters until they're really starting bringing profits. Plus, they're expanding their operations. So given the metrics we have from the last quarter all right and i don't really know if they've done a capital raise at this point uh, and i'm only looking at these numbers right now um they could easily do a private offering probably won't have much of an effect on the stock price at all if they don't do a private offering if they walk in and start selling shares trying to raise capital a la halo collective that would push the stock price down my bet is they probably do a private offering and they're probably going to be looking to bring in about 25 million bucks or so maybe 35 40 million which should be about 20 25 percent maybe 30 percent of uh their total market capitalization so they're going to be sort of expanding their share count so the numbers i'm looking at what i've described with the say 12 and a half 10 to 12 and a half cents for 2023 are based on current shares right now but if they raise capital they're going to have to expand shares nonetheless i don't think it's really going to be a huge factor maybe about 20 percent so i'm looking at about between 10 and 12 and a half bucks so this would bring it down to about say eight to ten dollar stock in six quarters that revenue run rate starts 18 months from now as i mentioned tilt's really kind of just sort of hung out really hasn't sold off like the rest of the uh stocks in the cannabis sector there's almost no interest in cannabis right now although my channel did get some pop 
And I don't know what that pop was. Am I all of a sudden being loved by YouTube? Or did I just put out really good content over the past, say, 10 days? Or are people more interested? Uh, I've seen some growth in my numbers with uh, subscribers. Um, but that's about it. So I'm not sure that we're actually seeing more interest. I think it's really, um, I must be just doing content that people are clicking on. I think that's the bottom line. And people are really bored. Maybe that. Who knows? Maybe people like my content. Nonetheless, I don't see really any selling or buying happening with this stock. If you're a long-term shareholder, hopefully you bought in at that low, which was about 20 cents, because you've kind of doubled your money, but you should be looking down the road. Sure, there's going to be a capital raise at some point, and that is going to affect the value of shares and future earnings. Outstanding. Despite that, they're also building more things. They're entering new states and stuff like this. So although there's some dilution in the share count, there's expansion of the foundation of the business. They kind of wash out a little bit, hopefully. Nonetheless, they do need to raise capital. I'm looking at this stock and I'm saying, this is an $8, $10, $12.50 stock in 18 months. Hopefully, people are start paying attention to cannabis here between now and then. That's given that revenue run rate, given their profit potential, there is tremendous upside in this. You're looking at 20 times, 25 times the current stock price. There are not very many stocks where I look at and say, this is tremendous upside potential. I have some. They're in my top picks. Nonetheless, with Tilt, I've not pulled the trigger and put them back into my top picks just yet. I've got enough in there. Um, I've got some that some stocks that are going to run hard. Tilt could easily be one of those considerations where I sit there and say, listen, the upside is so big, you don't have that many stocks that are like that. I'd want to see... I'd want to see consistent revenue growth given their core business, not from their new developments, what they've got now. I want to see consistent organic growth with what they've got. That would push up gross margins because more products running through their systems. That would also trickle down to EBITDA profitability as well net earnings. Given that, Tilt is a stock you definitely need to be looking at. I want to say thanks again. If this is your first time stopping by my website, please, by all means, smash. Thanks so much for smashing the like and the like button and leaving a great comment. Most of your comments are really awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate that. I know that it's been tough being a cannabis investor right now, but you guys, you're the hardcore ones. Um, nonetheless, if you, it is your first time, down below, I've got a free email newsletter. I send this out so you can get this and just click away right in your email. Thanks so much. We'll see you in the next video.